brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of Astros Baseball. Your Astros, Houston Astros are the 2022 World Series champions. They win game six, four to one over the Phillies. Thomas, how you feeling, buddy? I don't have the words. I, I don't have the vocal cords. I've been yelling and screaming for the last half hour. Beyond excited. Amazing accomplishment. These Astros were destined to do this. They got it done. What do you think about Dusty getting his first World Series win? No longer do they have to bring that up. How many games he's won without winning one. I'm happy for the guy. He's a nice guy. The players love him. Let's see what happens next year. Couldn't be happier for Dusty. This was definitely an accomplishment that he needed to get. He had checked all the boxes, done it all, seen it all, player, manager, you name it. This was the last thing that was eluding him. So happy for him. He came out of the post game. They had him on the stage with Fox. You got one. I kind of want to get a second one. I got no problem with that at all. That's what I, that's what I heard too. So the MVP, you know, they, 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 they had it right. Who's going to be the MVP? Is it going to be Framber? Is it going to be Pena? Who did you have? I voted Jeremy Pena. That man did so much. And he's not supposed to do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so amazing. He was so poised. You can't say enough about Jeremy Pena, whether it was defensively, offensively. He was he factored into every game. He was on a seven-game hitting streak. Jeremy Pena, just amazing. Got a hit in every game of the World Series. Totally amazing. And he was my 2022 Player of the Year. Or MVP. He was my MVP for the Astros. Not that that matters, but he was definitely the MVP in the World Series. What an amazing, he's the youngest position player, 25 years old. Nuts. So here we go. So let me tell you this. this it's, it's a super weird, stressful feeling to have tickets to Game 7. Because you're like, you just want to win this game six. You don't care. I, I didn't care about going tomorrow. I just wanted to win. And when it was zero to zero forever, and these pitchers were just pitching out of their minds, I was like, oh, no. Like, I don't want to go tomorrow. I want to win today. As weird as that sounds, <laughs> and, and as awesome as it would be to get, go to a game seven, I'm 0 for 2. So what do I got to do every time they make it? I got to buy game seven tickets. I mean, or you could buy game six and just watch them win. Let me tell you this. I had two people ask me, why didn't you go to the game? It's because it was on Friday. Yeah. The rain delay moved it. Hmm. That's a good game to go to. You got to get six. Why get seven? They always end in six. Hmm. So anyway, there was no scoring till the sixth. And you remember this. What did I say last podcast? They talk about Harper, 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 Harper. And who is the scariest guy? 
I said that it was Kyle Schwarber. And he got the first run of the game. He hammered that ball. He's been their best hitter all postseason. He's really had really great at bats. You could just tell if you tried to bust him in, you couldn't beat him to the inside. It, it, and if it was any further in, he was going to lay off it. So even though guys had a game plan, he took people deep. It didn't matter. Up around his eyes, down around his shins. It's a great hitter. He had 46 home runs all throughout the season. Tip your cap to him. You know, when he when he hit the homer, I tweeted it out. I'm like, it's been their best hitter. He's the scariest guy. Luckily, it did not matter. I think the Astros, I'm, I won't give them total credit for it, but you have a guy like George Springer, you know, leading off. He's a guy that should have been hitting in the four hole, the three hole, but he was leading off. And this guy here leads off for them. It's like they're, I know Harper, again, is their home run hitter, but he's the home run hitter. He led, he led the National League in home runs. He can't steal a base. I mean, he's he, he can, but he, he's, he got everybody a taco. What am I talking about? But he's not the prototypical kind, and, and people like to have power. And they made a great point. When the, the, pit, the first hitter, the batter faces, is fearful. You, you, you know, you're like, oh, I, I have to get past this guy. I think, too, there's something to be said about trying to get your best hitters the most at bats. I don't know that the Astros, you know, pioneered this thing, but I feel like with Springer, he was such a weapon offensively and with his legs that it was it was more advantageous to have him be in the one hole and just get him more at bats. I think that helped Schwarber, and I think that's how the game is kind of changing. It's not predicated so much about stealing bags as it is about we got to get everybody to the top, get him as many at bats as we can. That's exactly <clears throat> I have a baseball game that I play on my phone, and that's what I do. Because, okay, let me tell you this. In my game that I play, the best hitter is always second. And so I change my strategy and put my best hitter at fourth, and it, it always didn't work out for me. So that's what I started. I, that's what I – but let's, let's go back to it. Let's put your good guys first. That's the way it is in Little League. <laughs> but anyway – Bottom of the six, Maldi got hit by pitch, and they reviewed it. If you're going to throw inside and you get up, he's in the batter's box, and he didn't lean in. He almost kind of pulled away from it a little bit, got hit. What What were your thoughts about that? I thought it was a sage veteran move by a guy that knew we needed base runners to get a, to get a rally going. They broke it down. They showed it. He was probably about six inches further back in the box or away from the plate, I should say. And then leading up into that inning, crowded the plate. Knew that Wheeler wanted to bust him in, crowded the plate. And he also did a really good job of selling it. I truly believe he went in there trying to get hit. He did the right thing, kind of let me lean out, then dip back. The Oscar should go to Maldi to get that, to get that because he did everything he had to do to perfectly go, well, you can't say I, I tried to get hit but then got out based out in front of the guys and the rest is history. Altuve reached on a force out. So he kind of switched places with them, which kind of works out for the Astros to have someone fast on there. And then Pena comes up MVP Pena. What did they put in MV Pena? Yeah, there it goes. 
He gets a single, Altuve goes to third. And then this is something I wanted to ask you. And they talk, They just asked the manager before we came on. They change pitcher. They put that same left-hander out to face Alvarez again for like the fourth or fifth time. And you spoke about it. You keep throwing these guys out there. But also we do the same thing with Presley, and he's doing a good job. But it seems like they just keep throwing this guy out, and maybe it worked, and maybe it, maybe it didn't. But what do you think? Should they have left the starter in there? He just needed one more out, I think. I didn't get a chance to, like, tweet on it because I was, like, locked in the game. But, like, initially when I was watching, I'm like, you know, they show Ranger Suarez in the bullpen. That guy was unhittable. If you were going to bring a lefty in, it should have been that guy. Alvarado, that he had seen him so much. Game one, game four, game five, now game six. And I really think uh, Jordan made Alvarado uncomfortable. Like, you could just tell. He did not want to pitch to him. Where he wants to throw the ball was the last place he wanted to throw it to Jordan. He went middle, middle, and Jordan did not miss it. So Jordan hits this bomb to center field, and I would have loved to have been there. Now, I didn't even know there were seats above the, the pitcher's eye until the night. He hit it up above that fake ivy, above the – that was – I mean, that rivaled the home run in the triple deck, the, the third deck where they painted the seat orange. That is now the Michelob Ultra Club. It rivaled it. Which one do you think is better? I know this one's on a World Series, but overall strength-wise, third, de- third deck or like center field. I mean, Jesus. I mean, I feel like <laughs> that one is more impressive because that one's like away from your power, right? So as a pool hitter, you know, you come into them, like that's probably the strongest spot to hit a homer is to pull it down the right field line for a left-handed hitter. So for him to take it over the batter's eye, dead central, the only reason I know seats there, there's some guys from Astros Twitter that love to go hang out. There's a bar behind those seats, kind of like a standing room only type thing. Go out there, get some drinks. It's a great place to sit and watch. You know, we've gathered up there to check out, you know, the last couple innings of a game or whatever. The seats right there are actually pretty pricey because it's actually a really good view. But there's really not a whole lot behind it. So you can stand right behind. There's like two rows of seats. Not a bad view at all. There's a bar right there to get drinks. Everything's good. What I thought was impressive was there's all these fans up there, right? The only dude wearing a Jordan jersey is the guy that gets pegged with this ball. Hits it, hits him square. So for I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I saw him holding it. See, whenever jersey, whenever he hit the home run, I didn't. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know that there were seats up there. I knew there were seats below it. And so when that guy was holding the ball, I, I thought that maybe it fell down. So you learn something every day. I, I, I don't know how I didn't know there was, weren't seats up there, but the Astros weren't done. Let me tell you this. We have this pitcher's duel. Schwarber hits the home run. We haven't scored yet. Framber's pitching amazing. Framber's mowing them down. But, but Wheeler's pitching great as well. They get a run. And you're thinking, man, this guy is pitching really good. It's going to be hard to get a run on him. Maybe we can get one later. And it's like the same inning. The Astros come right back. But they weren't done. Bregman got a walk, and then there was a wild pitch. Tucker struck out. And then Vasquez, RBI single. 
four to one, and that was the final score. What did you think about Vasquez? You know what came to fruition is if that's a word about me seeing pick have the three catchers that so Vasquez can DH. So they called up Corey Lee, and sadly, sadly, uh, Yuli didn't get to play because he was hurt. But Mancini did a good job playing first base, and he also got a hit. So let's talk about these two guys getting brought up into the lineup. Well, I mean, it really just kind of validated James Click, right? Those were the two moves that he made at the deadline, the two moves that the fan base sort of felt like. Obviously, it looked like we needed a little something extra. Dividends in a game six, you know, like I know things were not great, you know, with how, you know, Vasquez got acquired, you know, he didn't, he, he kind of rubbed the fan base the wrong way. You know, it was kind of like he was interviewed, shell-shocked, then Mancini with the ultimate struggles. But in the end, couldn't be happier for both of them, you know, to be able to go from bad situations to, you know, that was the first hit in the World Series for uh, Trey Mancini, you know, like how awesome for him to get a, to get a knock, you know, like first playoff opportunity. I mean, Vasquez has been there, done that, that kind of thing. But for Trey, super, super awesome. I mean, you don't know what his career has left. You don't know if he's going to come back to the Strohs. You don't know what, what's going to happen. But for him to get it, very important to check off a box. Going back to the run scored, I think something that's, that needs to be discussed because he'd have been crucified had he been thrown out is the heads-up play up by Altuve to go from first to third on Pena's single because wasn't hit particularly hard. Center fielder got on it sort of quick. And it might have been a bang-bang play, and he bobbled it just a little bit, and that was just enough to let Jose get in. And he's made base-running mistakes all season long. Galore. The fan base has went nuts. So when he turned he turned second, I was like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> oh, God. So, because if he would have failed, oh, my gosh, it would have been like, it would have been awful. Would that have been out three? No. I, I think it would have been out two. But it would have been like – yeah a runner on first and then maybe Wheeler stays in where that's what knocks Wheeler out. That's true. So let's talk about this. I'll touch on Mancini first. You know, the guy had what third stage or stage three colon cancer and he survived it. He comes to the Astros. And with me, if you go back to the uh, coach Rose award, you know, I had super high expectations for that guy. When they got him, I was like, wow, we're getting this all-star guy that's going to hit like 30 home runs, and he's going he's gonna to fill in nicely. This is going to be awesome. And he turned out to be not so good. He had that two-home run game, and he disappeared. But I'm very happy for him. And it all worked out. Like I said, he had an amazing catch in game five. Probably saved. I don't know if I can't remember. I mean, I'm so in a daze from tonight's game, but it, it might have saved a run. Who knows? But anyway, what can you say about this bullpen? We already talked about Framber. Did we talk about Framber? Did you want to talk about him? I mean, Framber was amazing. Framber before we, been before the, we get to the pen, let's talk about the amazing pitcher that is Framber Valdez. Framber Valdez would have been the World Series MVP had it not been for the amazing heroics of Jeremy Pena. 
He was lights out, perfect 2-0 and in the World Series, 8Ks, six innings each game, quality start, just, I mean, a true ace in every sense of the word. You can't say enough good things about Framber. He had those guys off balance all night, and he's just like, you could just see what I thought was so great. He had so much fun. His face, you could just see it. You know what I mean? Buckle down when he needed to buckle down. But he was like a kid in a candy store just having a great time, enjoying the moment where, you know, if you looked at Wheeler, not that Wheeler pitched bad, but you could tell he was grinding. He was he was battling. You know what I mean? It was war. Framber was just a kid, you know, just a guy. <laughs> so one one. I don't, I don't want to call it a memory because it just happened, but something that I got joy out of that Framber did today, and it might be so small that most people didn't notice it, but he was getting ready to pitch and the guy called a timeout and he stepped back. And as soon as he stepped in, Framber threw it. Like he was just, as soon as that guy stepped in, he was ready. But time in throw. I thought it was so cool that he didn't give that, that guy time to like reset or, you know, how they talk about pain is there getting his timing and all that. I really thought that was cool. I thought it was a cool moment. I don't know if you noticed it. I did, but I thought that was more gamesmanship by, you know, he's like, okay, you want to call time? Well, then I'm going to hit you as soon as I come with it. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a good move by him. So let's talk about this bullpen. They've been fantastic. And this is probably the first time I've used the word fantastic the whole season. But Neris, a fly out and two strikeouts, pitching against his former team, which is cool. A brave. This guy's a stud. I tweeted that earlier. Line out, fly out, strike out. And then Presley gets a fly out and Real Muno gets a single. But I'm not worried. I'm I'm standing there in the middle of the living room getting ready to uh, celebrate. And then Harper flies out. And then Castellanos flies out to Tucker. I don't know why they called it a fly out. It was kind of a foul out, wasn't it? Is it the same thing? I I guess six of one, half dozen of the other, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh man, it was awesome. I was I was like I, I don't know if I'll be able to do the podcast tonight because I lost my voice, <laughs> but it came back. You if you have us on Twitter or Facebook, you saw our celebration video. I had to cut it short because I didn't want to make it too long. Uh, Pena two for four, Altuve, Bregman, Vasquez got a RBI, Mancini. They all got a hit. Jordan's bomb was huge. He disappeared. In the series, it, it's what's crazy is that, and and even the guys on Fox know it, and we know it, and everybody listening knows it. Great pitching, timely hitting. Kyle Tucker with two home runs. Jordan tonight. It's just everybody didn't do good every game except Pena, but everybody had their shining moment that helped us get those four wins. So it's so funny, like, and, and I'll tell you a little story about myself. So like. My dad, he'll watch the game. He'll call me throughout the game, right? Big moments, whatever. Phone will ring. I always have to bring him off the ledge a little bit. You know, he's <laughs> he doesn't watch all the baseball, but he watches enough. And this guy, ah, so-and-so doesn't have it. Ah, you know, where's Jordan? Ah, you know, Bregman needs to do this. And I'm like, dad, this is the World Series. These are two best teams in baseball. You can't expect these guys to hit every time. You can't expect every inning's going to be one, two, three. You know, there's going to be drama. That's just the way this thing works. 
I know, I know, I know. And then Jordan comes through. And I was like, I told you, you know, so it's amazing. You know, it's, it's one of those deals where eventually the cream rises to the top, but you know, in the moment you get a lot of stress. You get a lot of people going, where is this guy? And where did he go? And what did he do? And it's like patience. Let it happen. You would think if you watch enough <clears throat> Astros that you would know the pitchers are going to keep us in it and we'll get, we'll get something. We don't know who's going to do it, but someone's going to do it. But I'll, I'll give you Valdez's numbers before I turn the page. Six innings, two hits, and one run. Nine strikeouts. 144 ERA in the playoffs. Pretty awesome. Uh, before we get any further, shout out to Michael, longtime listener who has been, he said he's waiting. He's waiting for the <laughs> podcast. Got a. I called him out last podcast. He said he didn't want to listen when we lost. But we're, we're getting this out for you, Michael. And then my high school friend, MCM Raj. We all had rapper nicknames when I was a kid. We were the big guy posse, if you can remember. If you could, <laughs> you could believe that. So MCM, you know, he was waiting for the podcast too, and so is BFF. That's what we call him, BFF. You want to give a shout-out to anybody? But let me tell you this first. Before I forget, because I already forgot. That's why I jumped to this. <laughs> you were talking about your dad. And that is the way my dad was with the OU games. Oh, we're going to win it all. We got a team. This quarterback is good. That running back's a stud. And as soon as they lose, oh, we suck. We're not going to go anywhere. They need to get a new quarterback. They need to fire this coach. Like, that, you reminded me of him. So thanks for bringing that up. What kills me about my dad is he's he's in game that way. Like like we're, we're the third <laughs> inning and he's like losing it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 calm down, calm down. Yeah, he does I don't it know too. If he got it. I don't know if he he was he was he was on the ledge about Framber early on in the game, you know, throwing a lot of pitches, you know, guys don't get on base. And I'm just like, Dad, Christian Javier spoiled him. Absolutely spoiled him. He expected everybody to be like CJ. Shout out to my little brother. He's been he's been following us really hard. He's been listening. He's living in Kansas. So uh, I get I get a text in the morning, you know, with a recap. I got a buddy of Mike. He's in Cali. He's been following along strong. So appreciate all the support from everybody, not just the friends and fam, but everybody. This has been a blast. This has been an amazing season. It's so, been an amazing run. We got a lot of people to thank. <laughs> so if you've been listening, thank you so much. We know a lot of you have been listening, especially uh, during the playoffs. We really appreciate that. But uh, JV post game, you saw that, right? I did see that. Uh, pretty much what we said. He said, "Get paid, dumped it out." Is he going to stay? Is he going to get money? Who knows what's going to happen? Well, the funny thing was, is I saw two things, and I don't, right. I don't know if I was just reading a little too much into it or what. I saw uh, Poppy saying he's going to get paid, had the money guns out. He was like, is he going to, then he, then uh, Kate Upton gets on the stage. Hey, you know, is, is he going to retire? And he goes, retire. And she's like, no, we support him. We love watching him. Uh, you know, he's an artist, love watching him, you know, work on his craft, that kind of thing. We love him to be home, but we love what he does and, and we'll support however long he wants to pitch this and that. So it was funny because Poppy said one year and, 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 JV kind of was like one year. So you can pretty much guarantee he's going to sign a multi-year contract, hopefully 
with these Astros. Um, and then at the end, I saw Big Hurt kind of like he was talking to like uh, Kate Upton. And he's like, bring him back here. And I don't know if he was talking about the World Series. I don't know if I was talking about Houston or what. Obviously, she's going to have a probably a say in some of that. So we shall see. She probably will have a say so. She might want to stay here. They probably have some roots here. What what kind of kids do they have? I mean, I know they're human beings, but they have young kids. I know they have a little baby, but do they? Is that it? It looks like they have a. I think she's three or four. Their their daughter. Okay, so I was wondering on the post game. Yeah, I was wondering if maybe they had like kids in school or something. Mm -mm. Because I had talked to uh, Ryan Presley's wife, and she had talked about that about like having to pick up and move and stuff like that. So I think that's, but she loves Houston. She said they have a house in Dallas, but they also have one here. Must be nice. I only have one house. But anyway, <laughs> so Dusty post game, is he coming back? Yes. He the said Astros he wanted to, want come, him to back. come back. I think they do. Click. He said, that's a good question. I don't know. It was really interesting. Like they talked about him, but I don't know that they really like, they asked him, you know, hey, what, what's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know why they don't want him. I think he's done a great job. <clears throat> I don't know if it's a... So I heard a rumor, and I heard this at work the other day, and I meant to get it in, I think, yesterday, and I forgot. I heard that he didn't want to sign Justin and that that was a Crane thing, and they've kind of had... They've uh-huh. been at ends about that. Because it was more than he wanted to spend. And I don't know if there's any legs to that. Just a rumor. Don't argue with the boss. So that's what's going to be fun about the offseason. But see, the thing about the Astros is they're so stacked that, you know, people, you know, people might be, oh, they need to pick this guy up. They need to pick that guy up. They need to pick that guy up. But there's not a lot of spots. There's not a lot of spots on this roster. So we don't we don't have a lot of like rumors, like we're going to get this guy, but I think there's probably a possibility that they might trade this surplus of pitching. Maybe, maybe one or two guys. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, they extended Jordan. What about Pena? Well, Pena's got a long way to go before he can be extended. I That's, mean, no, I know buy that. Out, but, yeah. You can buy out the arbitration years, but I think this is where you capitalize on the fact that he's making the minimum. Yeah. The questions I would have are Yuli at first. He's 38. Uncle Mike in left. He's a free agent. Well, I mean, both of them are free agents. We don't, I mean, how do you even know if Yuli wants to come back or not? Nobody knows, but, but we'll have Yuli to watch. That's what I'm saying. Off season. We'll be keeping an eye on Yuli. Keep an eye on Michael Brantley, which we could have used. That'd have been nice if he wasn't hurt. Uh, but we got Tucker coming up. That's some guy. And then Presley, what what kind of contract? They just gave him one, right? But it was only like maybe a two-year extension. I do not have the details. Obviously, he, he's getting can... close to having to get some work done. Yep. Because that's one thing that Big Poppy said. If they keep this core together, which they're all going to be together again, except maybe JV. It's the only guy that we're possibly going to lose that played in the game today. Or not that he played, but who was on the roster. And uh, But who's going to stop us? That team can come back. 
The interesting thing is they interviewed uh, Jim Crane before the game tonight. And he talked about, I think it was tonight, maybe it was yesterday, but he talked about the same thing. Obviously he was like, I hope they win it. I hope we get it. You know, whatever. This is a really great ball club. But he also felt like he was going to have a really great ball club next year. He said, we're going to have most of this ball club together. You know, we're going to have an opportunity to do this very same thing next year. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they don't run it back. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's going to be the, the, the moniker. I think that's, you know, this year was level up next year might be run it back. So fair foul. I don't have any fair foul. Fair foul. I just thought of it. I don't have anything. This you can probably even go back. No, let's start with 17, 17 to 22. This Astros team is a dynasty. Fair. You got super two rings. fair. <laughs> you got two rings. I mean, I think this ring really solidified that because however you want to look about the first one, you were still going to have all the all the appearances in the ALCS and the World Series. To add another World Series ring to it, it's really just, I mean, that's basically almost a decade of excellence from the Houston Astros. Yeah. So a lot of people, not maybe not a lot, but something I read is this guy's like, look, you know, the guys on Fox are, are kind of, uh, they're kind of saying like, okay, if these guys win, it validates 2017 and you got to forgive these guys and move on. But it's, does it validate 2017? It's already been validated by anyway. Look, I, I went through it on the podcast in 2018 or or 2020 when it first came out. Of course, it, the, the, the championship has some sort of taint, some taint on it, right? I don't know if I should say that word. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, right, it's tainted a bit, right? But that stuff, and I don't care if you believe me or not, I know you probably do, it was going widespread. And there even someone just came out and said every playoff team that year was doing it. You remember who that was? He just said it a couple of days ago. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I just thought I heard about it. Yeah. He was like, every he said we didn't do it because we sucked. It was it was a pitcher from the White Sox. He was on a podcast. He was on that uh Chris Rose rotation. Yeah, but I think that was from back, like not recently. I think that was from like no, it was recently. Ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was Jack McDowell who came out and said they were doing it in the eighties, but it was uh, it was like Dylan C, someone or someone that was supposed to do really good, but he did really bad. He was like one of their best pitchers, but he said that he knows everybody that made the playoffs; they were all doing it. So he was kind of validating us too. But I don't need validation from anybody. We're the champs in seventeen. We're the champs now. When it was one to zero, I got my World Series cup, my commemorative cup from the from the World Series game two. My wife brought out the orange rally rally towels, and I'm not saying it was me, but it worked. <laughs> but you're not saying that it wasn't that it wasn't you, huh? No, it wasn't me. Got my Yuli shirt on again because <clears throat> my boy didn't get to play, and uh, but that's it, man. That's it. The World Series is over. 
the uh, putting a close, putting a bow on it, put a bow on our 2022 season. And buddy, I'm so glad I found you. <laughs> hey, I'm glad I found you. I'm glad we got to do this. This is a whole lot of fun. I've always wanted to sit down and talk sports. I mean, for as long as I can remember. So being able to do this has been, you know, just amazing. I've I've met a lot of great people, you know, doing this. So I mean, I I don't have the words, you know, just just had a blast. Uh definitely looking forward to running it back next year and doing oh, stuff yeah. in the off season and uh you know, uh really excited. I mean, this is this is it seems like this isn't slowing down, you know, us doing this thing. So we already said it last fun. time for life. So if you guys <laughs> don't know how Tom got on here. I, I, you know, we had the Sunday Stroh show and nobody was doing it. So I just put a post out like who wants to do this and him and Stephanie did a, like a, what is it? What's it called? You had audition, like like an audition tape. And I really liked Stephanie. I thought she had character and charisma and I really liked the way she talked. And Thomas was on, on the, on the uh, recording with her. And I was like, wow, they're pretty good together. So she started it off, then he got on there, and I would listen to it. And just the knowledge that this guy had, and I was like, I kept telling my wife, man, this guy's good. I got to get him on, on this show. And I'd have him on as a guest, and I was like, I got to get him on here. This guy just makes the show way better. And I mean that. You make it better. <laughs> trust me. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, at the time, you know, when, when, you know, we were doing the whole rehearsal thing or the audition thing. It was like, I thought she was great too. I, I reached out to Rob and said, Hey man, she's got it. You know, she had a whole lot of, you know, the, the, the minor league stuff, you know, she had to pass there and it was a lot of fun. She's really good, really talented. But I mean, I was, I was, I wasn't bummed, but I, you know, I understood. And I was like, well, if another opportunity comes along, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. And then soon after Rob hit me up, you know, Hey, you want to do this with her? And then I was like, yeah. And then Rob's like, Hey, you want to do this with me? I was like, absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. So, so go back in time. You had already been picked to be with her, but she wanted to do it with me for a few weeks to get her feet wet, but you were already there. But yeah, I, like I said, man, I just listened to you and I'm like, man, this guy's good. And then you came on as a guest a couple of times and I'm like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. It's the Rob and Tom show for life. But anyway, we we really appreciate you guys. We already touched on it. We appreciate you uh, tuning in. We we did a lot of podcasts. We we started our our YouTube page, and the, I mean, I could put these videos like straight on there, but I can't make the fancy ones because it takes too long doing the show every night. But we're putting the work in for you, staying up late, having to get up early. Uh, sometimes Tom wakes up early, and I stay up after I work all night putting the work in for you, but we do it because we love it. And we love our 2022 world series champions. And that sounds so good. Absolutely. Uh, can't say enough good things about this team. It was, a, it was a fun ride. You know, we, we knew they were going to be good. We didn't know how good. And then little by little, you know, the, the snowball just started rolling and it was like, this is got, they got, they got everything. Yep. All right, guys, so for the final time of the 2022 season, before we start talking in the offseason, 
We will see you next time on Astros Baseball. Say bye, Tom. Bye, Tom. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. See you later, guys. Thanks, thanks for tuning in. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.